0: welcome to the homeschool unlocked podcast the show that helps parents see homeschooling as a unique opportunity so forget fear you can inspire you can guide your child homeschool unlocked it's not school
1: it's life Well, good day, beautiful people. This is Homeschool Unlocked. This is Jesus Aviles, and I'm next to my queen.
0: Hi, this is Monica Aviles.
1: That's right, the queen. She may call herself Monica, but we all know. Uh, If you don't mind, let's continue the conversation we had on episode three tied to behaviors, tied to function. Uh, I believe the last homework assignment we had given uh, was to identify a behavior, think through the possible function of that behavior, And then just kind of um, think about a replacement behavior. We kind of went into that just a little bit. If you happen to miss that, I recommend you go into last episode um, and listen to that. But I will tell you, I put you at a grave disadvantage with that particular assignment because (laughs) to do what I asked you to do actually requires a lot of uh, prerequisite skills and work. So I'm going to bring it back just a little bit. First, I want to congratulate those that had a chance to do the activity. But I want to just take it back just a little bit. Can I do that, Monica? Can I just yeah, take it back?
0: I, I think that's great. I mean, I know I, I did my homework. Yes. I did. I did. I did the homework. Um, I think I did it correctly. But of course, I did feel like I was kind of just big picture.
1: Okay, you got it. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring it back just a little bit. And I guess in this process, you'll share a little bit about your homework results. And maybe we can walk through it. That'd be great. All right. So let's start off with the first thing I asked you to do. I asked you to actually look at a human being called your child (laughs) and pick one behavior, one disruptive behavior you want to work on. Now, let me just tell you, um, that's not an easy thing to do, what I just asked you to do. Um, Chances are you have had... a. Other behaviors that were candidates for that top spot. I don't know about you. Um, <laughs> I got a couple behaviors in my kids that you know what they compete. Who's gonna be the best today? But 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 here is a golden nugget of truth. Are you ready? Are you ready, Monica? For this golden I am, nugget of I'm truth. Ready. Bring it. Bring it. Most, and this now, now I've learned this through my studies. Now, I, I've taught behavior modification at the graduate level at the university. I have a bunch of kids. I've worked in the public school as an assistant principal in a couple different uh, hats. And this is what I've learned through all that. Most inappropriate behaviors have the same function. So those five behaviors that you were competing in deciding which one was going to be the top dog on this one, chances are... They have the same purpose. They have the same function. Just like you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go get some coffee this morning. And you punch it on ways. Some days it's gonna have you go have you going down this avenue. Some days is have you has you going down this street. So most inappropriate behaviors in your kid, the way they're displaying it, they're just different routes to the same thing for your particular kid, right? All impacted by time of day. All impacted by anticipated uh, traffic patterns. And so, okay, I gave you the hard task. Pick one. (laughs) Uh, Chances are you had five in mind. But what's great is what we're going to walk through here may address all five. Super, super interesting. We got a behavior, that behavior representing maybe like a little group of behaviors, right? Right. We're going to slide into possible functions of that behavior. Now, listen, the older a child is, the, the, the purpose of the behavior could be... It's a lot broader than this, Um, but we're going to simplify things and we're just going to put behaviors in terms of their functions into two big buckets, right? So bucket number one, kids engage in, I don't know, that inappropriate behavior in order to get something. So that's the first bucket to get something like they are literally trying to get something. The second bucket is the child is engaging in, you know, ABC or XYZ. Um, inappropriate behavior in order to escape or avoid something. So they're doing it to get something or they're doing it to avoid or escape something. Those are the two buckets. Now, within each of those buckets, we have you know three little items that kind of help us kind of process the function of the behavior a little bit more. I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about that bucket of to get something. Right. So when I look at a behavior and I'm trying to determine its function. Right. And that's done after multiple conversations with the kid, uh, with uh, the parent, um, you know, and whoever else is involved in that process. Child tends to engage in inappropriate behaviors in order to get the first one. Easy for most of us. Attention. They're trying to get attention, positive or negative attention. It doesn't matter. Has the word attention in it? They're going to go get it. So you have behavior. Done to get attention. That's one. Here's same bucket, but a different. Children engage in behaviors in order to get something tangible, right? Something that they can put their hands on, right? We know kids that work for stickers, that work for pens, that work for pencils, that work for erasers. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I got kids that'll work for cell phones, that'll work for PlayStations. So these are, you know, the purpose and the function of the behavior is in order to get something tangible. Right. So we got that. And then the third one, you know, which involves a little bit more thought. We have behaviors being displayed in order to get a particular sensation. So let's talk about that sensation piece. You know, it could be the feeling of success. It could be the feeling of love. It could be the feeling of joy. Right. Kids are trying to get these sensations. You think they want the pencil, but they really want the feelings and thoughts that come behind getting that pencil. Wow, look what I did, right? So what I tend to notice is most of the time when we're dealing with that to get bucket, people usually run straight to getting attention, right? But, but I think if, if you look at behaviors just a little bit closer, you'll notice a lot of them tend to relate to thoughts and feelings kids are trying to generate, right? So just a quick summarize to get, they're either trying to get attention they're either trying to get something tangible or they're trying to get a particular sensation, right? So thumbs up, everybody in the crowd. If you um, if you're with me, I can't see anyone, so I'm gonna assume all that sound that I hear, or thumbs up going up. Boom, 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 thumbs up. Okay. Second thing, Monica, can I slide over to the second one? Should I do that right now?
0: Let's go. I'm taking notes.
1: All right, so here we go. Bucket number two, possible functions. To avoid or escape, right? Bucket number two is to avoid or escape. The first to avoid or escape, avoid or escape, attention. That's right. Chances are a child engages in an inappropriate behavior, right? Again, this is, this is them trying to figure out how to avoid or escape attention, and they'll go about doing it whichever way it seems successful. So this is to avoid or escape. The first one, attention. Attention from peers, attention from adults, whatever it may be avoid or escape attention. Second, behavior in order to avoid or escape people. It may be an adult. It may be a fellow student. It may be a fellow sibling, but there are avoidant behaviors that are taking place in order to remove themselves from situations that involve a person, right? So you got that piece, right? The last one, and it's just like the last one for the first bucket, to avoid or escape a particular sensation. I don't know about you. I tend to try to avoid frustrating situations, situations that get me angry, situations that possibly bring about sadness. So all of a sudden, kids anticipate failure, and so they're trying to avoid or escape, not necessarily the task itself. Understood, right? But how come some individually assigned tasks in mathematics they do and some they don't? Well, it may come down to particular feelings and thoughts they have tied to it, not necessarily the task itself. So, so depending upon the function, right, to get attention, to get something tangible, to get a particular um, sensation or to avoid attention, avoid people or avoid a particular sensation. Each function has a different way of being used in order to replace it, right? So now we're in the process of replacing an inappropriate behavior, and we've identified its function is to avoid a particular sensation, right? So kid doesn't want to do this. Now, now, if we go back to episode three, I think we talked about corporate reading time, right? Mm-hmm. You want to read with your kid?
0: And they do not.
1: And they absolutely do not. So let's go back into the replacement behavior. Now, I asked everybody on the last episode to have in mind a replacement behavior. And so in this particular case, we had a kid who didn't want to corporately read. So what could the kid possibly do to, you know, because of a good display in behavior, avoid a little bit of reading? Hey, verbally communicate. Wow, you've earned this sticker that's giving you two minutes off corporate reading. But unfortunately, we still have to read, right? But you are positively engaging in replacement behaviors, right, in order to serve the same function. So, Monica, um, if you don't mind, before we do anything else, I'd love to hear about your homework, your homework results.
0: Well, I'll definitely share. Um, One thing, though, that did come to mind as you were sharing about um, behaviors and everything is that you know when you're when you're coming into the homeschool setting and you're trying to create this homeschool experience, um, one of the first things that you might be tempted to do is jump into academics. However, um, don't you know? Even as parents, let, let's look at—I mean—the same things that a child would do, we can still do as well, right? Avoidant behavior. So sometimes a parent might say that they could never homeschool because. They could never teach their child. Like they don't know enough about math or science. And so, as you were sharing about the child, even as parents, we can kind of put up the front of academics as that being the reason for not homeschooling. But maybe that's not r- the real reason. There's a different, um, like what you were talking about, you know, trying to avoid yeah. a, a particular sensation, feeling inadequate. We say it's academics, but really it might be another reason why
1: why the parent is choosing to not homeschool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah, it, it serves a function.
0: So, um, when you're bringing your child home, let's say you're you're, you're seriously considering homeschooling now, and um, You want, you know, you you need to start learning how to learn together, right? So when you're trying to educate your child at home, it's this whole process of refining them. You're trying to refine their character towards good, towards building habits that have worthy merit. And so um, for our homeschool, one of the characteristics that we want is we want to feel comfortable failing. And so one of the phrases that is characteristic in our home is failing forward and bouncing back. So we try to help our kids feel comfortable failing in fun, non-threatening ways. And so we use board games, for example. And quite honestly, I really let Jesus run that Um playing a board game together, there's a lot of positive things. You know, you're able to, you have to practice um, communicating with one another. You're trying to figure out um, if there's a common goal or if you're trying to figure out the other person's strategy. You're kind of reading body language depending on the game and the intensity of it. You're strategizing, negotiating, taking risks. We're together. Even though there's adults and there's children, there is kind of this equal opportunity for anybody regardless of their age to win depending on the game um but one of what i did for my homework was Mm -hmm. i picked the board game and i picked um one of our i was thinking one of our children that really um had a hard time playing like did not want to play the board game and really pushed back um so that was the behavior that i chose that they they kind of just shut down and, and pushed back on the board game and i kind of realized that The function of that behavior was not that they um, didn't want to play the game, but that they didn't want to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, They just wanted to avoid failure. And so um, a replacement behavior um, was that uh, thinking through that would be like um, they could, instead of having that child, and we've done different things, but you know, like depending on the game, you can have that child either. Um, partner up with someone else and become a team Mm -hmm. and play the game that way. Good job. Um, A second thing is that maybe that child could serve as like the banker or the referee or something like that. Or a third thing is that you play the game twice. You play the game once, you get a score, each person gets a score, and then you play the game again, and each person gets a score. And the goal was for that second round for each person to beat their score from the first round. Time they played that game, so they're competing against themselves and not necessarily against their other family members. Okay, so that's where, what
1: I do with my homework. So, so, so let, so let me slide in only because you've given us a great example of just doing what I don't know. People that just love their kids tend to do, you know, even without all the fancy definitions, replacement behavior, function, and all that stuff. You did it. Let's take a look at it. You got board games. You got a child that wants a competitive kid, a smart kid that wants to avoid board games because they tend to find themselves in these very frustrating situations in this game. Right. So we know there's a kid that can complain and maybe even exchange. Hey, listen, I'll go cut the grass to not play this game. Right. So these are all avoidant behaviors to serve a particular function to avoid or escape. Right. Uh, The The bad feelings that come about playing board games. So what did you do? What did my queen do? She looked at it and she figured out a way how to have the child play the game, which is what we want. And at the same time, you know, avoid or escape frustration. How'd you do that? Monica paired him up with somebody else, you know? Pairing. So, okay. Hey, listen, we're going to play because we're going to play. You're not going to get out of it. But we understand it creates these feelings you try to avoid. So let's, let's tweak it a little bit. Gave you, you gave them a partner. That's one. Mm-hmm. One, you, you changed their role in the game. Maybe they're just the banker. Maybe they're, they're a part of the game doing something that they feel successful at. So, so now we have participation, which is the goal participation uh, a a good healthy environment this is what we want at the homeschool setting Uh, we want them to love to participate and to love to learn and that keeps them engaged even if they're not necessarily one of the players so even without all the definitions and all the even before you know you were doing this before we even had podcast number three um, you did that you didn't intuitively, you kind of understand the function. You kind of know how to respond, but but it's helpful when you have the vocabulary, Mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to walk somebody else through it. Good job. We're giving, in this particular case of the board game, the child an opportunity to not play individually, right, to keep them engaged. But eventually, we want them to individually participate. So the whole pairing them up, allowing them to be the banker, allowing them to take a different role to continue to engage is a short-term um, it, it's a short-term replacement eventually we walk toward um, that full long-term behavior which is complete fun engagement just wanted to say that
0: so kind of like training wheels on a bike correct okay all right great well I mean I think um, you know that's the neat thing about when we are caring for our kids and when we are guiding and mentoring them it's so amazing that as we do that, not only are we helping them, but that we're also realizing things that we need to address in ourselves and things that we need to um, change. And so, just like our kids have different reasons for their behavior, um, we do as well. And you know, if one reason that you have for avoiding homeschooling is that you say it's the academics um, and not feeling comfortable teaching academics, well, what if we said that's not the primary focus anyways um, and that by doing things like what we're talking about, board games and, and different other things, and you're building those relationships, the academics will come. One resource that we do want to highlight is HSLDA. They're um, a group, an organization that helps parents, parents, um, understand the laws for homeschooling and if you visit their website it's hslda.org forward slash legal and that will give you the homeschool laws by state so check that out
1: listen in order to extend love because that's all we're trying to do here at homeschool unlocked in order for you to extend love to anyone that you know and you believe could benefit hey send them the link Ask them to subscribe. So that's right. Your
0: homework is to share this. And how will you know when we come out with new episodes? You're going to follow us. So go ahead. Go to the top. Click follow. little, Little bell or notification. So on Wednesdays when a new episode is dropped, you pick it up and enjoy it and share it. Thanks so much. Thank you for spending time with us today. Check out our link below and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that we helped you by unlocking a new way of seeing homeschooling. Who else needs to hear this? Only you know. So take action and share it. Because remember, homeschool unlocked. It's not school. It's life.